Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. Today is Thursday, January 15th, June 15th. Wow. It's been a long day already. Uh, my name is P. You may know me online as Astem, joined by my co-host and friend, Jared. You may know online as Jared underscore pause. How are you doing, Jared? Living the dream as always, but uh, I don't know what happened or what memo went out, but my calendar just got absolutely slammed this week. So working around the clock, but still loving every moment of it. Got to earn that summer vacation, my friend. Speaking of earning, well, we we uh, have been working hard to earn your attention and bring the generative art news to you. As always, this is a video episode. Check it out on YouTube. If you can't, don't worry. It's going to be on all your favorite podcast platforms, and we're going to have a Twitter thread. And we also have a newsletter shown here on screen where we add more stories we can't fit on these quick to the point episodes. Please subscribe, like, really uh, you know, follow us, leave comments. All of it really helps. I'm going to show you on screen here our Twitter handle at collectors underscore XYZ. People ask, what is my handle? This is me, Astem at Astem Cloud. I also have started a premium service for folks looking to build their wealth in digital art. And uh, so please go ahead, DM me or email us about that. There'll be info on that in the show notes. And here is Jared, Jared underscore pause. He's the founder of the 8NAP Digital Art Fund. Helps you invest, invest on your behalf, I should say, in digital assets in this growing, growing, very quickly growing, I should say, uh, asset class. And one last thing, uh, this this is not a, a straight plug for Collector's Corner Premium, which I run, but I do want you to know that I've put out a free post um, on how to sign up for Collector's Corner Premium, but importantly, why you should invest in Web3 art. And the short version is, this is a very small market that is bringing a lot of inefficiencies and growing quickly. So whether you invest through Jared, whether you subscribe to Collector's Corner Premium, or whether you just do it yourself, really, really bullish on this as an asset class overall. All right. Sorry for the long intro. Let's jump into the vibe check. Jared, what's the current vibe out there in the art world? The the vibe is nothing but sheer enthusiasm for, for the goose and the upcoming Sotheby's auction. I think that, uh, you know, for me, I've been trying to wrap my head around and I'm developing a thesis around, I don't think the goose um, makes the the gen art market back. Like, it's not like, oh, everything's going and it's flying off the shelves. But I do think that it is a data point towards setting in a, a, a firmer foundation and really signifying to the world that, I mean, I, I was I was going through a tweet you know, discussion with a, a good listener. And and I, I really think that the tipping point for for getting the attention of the greater NFT market and traditional art collectors is five million. I think once you see that happen, you know, the the Lindy effect is is really in place. Meaning that it sold for 5.9 million previously to 3AC. Now at 5 million, my core belief would be that even in quote unquote a bear where everything's down, this has been able to maintain uh, a lot of its its value. I'm curious to see where it really ends up and where the hammer goes. 
I mean, you were on a, a great spaces earlier and, and made note of this. And this is so true. All it takes is two bidders to go absolutely ham on it. And, and I think you could see some, some craziness. I, I do think we see that happening. You just need, because uh, the chances are that the, the optionality of ever buying this won't happen for another 10 years to, because the reality is, is, is a billionaire is going to get it right. So it's going to sit in there in their uh in their collection for a long time and it will cost orders of magnitude more in the future so all right well it's a long drawn out response but i i'm i'm optimistic about today specifically in the auction but i think this is just another data point in in the affirmation that the nft art the digital art whatever you want to call it is is being validated over and over again yep um and let's save some of the talk well you said your piece so i will talk more about the auction later on um, no, we can both talk more about it, but in general, I agree with you. The vibe is excited for this. We've been waiting a long time for this, despite the fact that the broader market has taken a big hit with Ethereum dropping down to the low 1600s, Bitcoin dropping below 25,000. Uh, this, this cyclical, this happens. If folks have been listening, I think that this is what we needed and we probably will be looking at a rally in the coming weeks after the sentiment has reset, but in the art market, everyone's focused on the goose. Anybody's wondering, what is that? That's Ringer's 879. It looks straight up like a goose. That's why it's called that. What's, let's talk about the other uh, blue chip gen art. Any notable sales going on, Jared? Similar to last week, I mean, uh, Fidenza, Fidenza, Fidenza. I mean, there's a great sale uh, that we'll talk about later on. But other than that, uh, you know, a, a Ringer sale, the thing that I'm really observing is I don't know if somebody's trying to front run the enthusiasm around the the goose, but the amount of ringers listings going off on my listings bot has just been like off the charts. You know, you usually see one or two uh, a week and, and it literally got flooded the other day. So, I mean, other than that, I'm seeing subscapes, you know, the, the floor kind of drop a little bit, people taking a lot of weave bids, uh, but it's an exciting opportunity there. If you believe in, in Matt, and then uh, some really low weave bids on archetype, if you believe in uh, Chetel Gallet. But yeah, the, I mean, the the Fidenzas are are at the the forefront you know, for all blue chip art at this point. Yep, Fidenza's really taking the ball and running with it as the leader in the generative art world. Twenty two percent increase in floor price, up to eighty five ether floor, just huge. Five sales, um, really great to see. And we do have a couple that we'll talk about later. How about FX hash? Yeah, I mean, Lou, I'm glad you you brought it to my attention and I clicked refresh on it uh, from my open tab. But you know, a, a GM just sold Garden Monolith by Zankin for those um, who maybe not familiar with my 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 nomenclature. I think this is incredible, honestly. Um, the fact that you're seeing an entry point with Tez so low and then offers getting accepted at this price point. You know, for anybody who's been sitting on the sideline, there's a really good opportunity. I, I would have never envisioned it going this low, but I'm actually invigorated this week. While all the volumes in the top 15 are all in the, you know, the thousands of Tez, I think is really exciting. But what's really exciting to me is you're seeing a little bit of sprinkling of, uh, I'll call it newer projects like Slice of Life by Elsif, who we've highlighted on this podcast a lot of times breaks into the the top 15 you're seeing um you know projects like 
Axiomata, you know, in the the top three for the week. I mean, that's a brand new drop. That's like less than a or about a week old. Um, and then on the flip side, I was really invigorated to see September back in to get in a lot of volume. I loved watching the FX hash sales bot click off a bunch of Septembers. There were some great buys on September. Some really really beautiful pieces. Um, uh, and just overall, you know, I mean. It's nothing earth shattering. It's not crazy on the FX hash side, but you know, what we've been saying for a long time is if you're eager to get in, you know, there's opportunity here. So uh, it's up from last week, which is great news because it was like one of the most depressed weeks uh, for FX hash that I'd seen in a while last week. So good little recovery and happy to see a really good mix of new and old projects. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I hadn't taken it as close of a look. We got a lot of sales over here on Universal Ray Hatcher as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a yep. lot of sales, actually. Uh, Zankan getting into the mix, buying a couple here. And I, I just got to say, like, I really hope the folks at FX Hash, if you're listening, consider putting some of these prices in US dollars. It is hurting the market. I know that not everybody agrees with me, but literally changing, you know, changing it so you could just see what they look like in US dollars would make a big difference. That guard monolith, Jared, went for three ether. I just run ran the math. The equivalent of three Ethereum, the best collection out there. And I think when you put it in those terms, it's like, whoa, this yeah, is uh it's a there's deal, some opportunity man. here. Especially when you're looking at the bright moments release that's like sitting around a two to three ETH floor. So I mean, relatively speaking, it's a phenomenal historic buy. I mean, there's only like 256 pieces in GM. So it's like and, and I actually did this last night. If you toggle over from highest volume to all time, I mean, this was really eye-opening to me. I mean, Zankan holds three of the top five spots. And then he's got, you know, uh, charcoal seeds starting to ascend the the overall value. I mean, this is incredible, the amount of influence Zankan's had on, the, you know, the, the Tezos space. He had a really... I wasn't going to go here, but he had a really great tweet about uh, engaging Tezos and and bringing more awareness and support to to the arts. So, you know, I think he's just, he's such a big advocate for the space and, you know, clearly from a qualitative and quantitative perspective, I just feel like he's really, uh, you know, he's, he's true enough to be one of the goats of the, the, the Tezos space. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some, some great deals on his work uh, that, I mean, regardless how you feel about Tezos, the art is beautiful. And uh, I think at these prices, it's 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 hard to think that it's going to be bad. Uh, but you know, we're obviously a little bit biased. How about Squiggles, a place where we are definitely biased, <laughs> very bag biased uh, on all fronts. The Squiggle updates it's very similar to last week, and I think this is a little bit below average. I kind of just put a line in the sand of about 200 ETH for a seven day volume to be kind of, you know, 200 to 250 to be average. Um, so we're down to 159, almost 160 from 165 last week. Floor price is down half an ETH from 10.9 last week to 10.5 this week in sales 14 versus 15 last week. So I would say it's very congruent with uh, what we were seeing overall. I think that this is a, uh, it's an amazing opportunity. You know, I, I'm so happy. Uh, Squiggle 9314, which was a color spread 10. I was helping the buyer on that one. And kudos to them for the patience. We've been pursuing something like this for weeks, but it sold for 
12.2 weath. You know, like this is an amazing squiggle that should age well because of like patience. And we even like micro engineered it down to like when to submit the weath for timing of the week, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, there's, there's deals to be had a day zero for went for 12.5, number 147, you know, nice low number and a couple fuzzies sold for 12.5. So again, you're seeing a consistent premium of about uh, 20 to 30% over the floor for a, a fuzzy and uh, you know, and it got snagged right away from a really great collector. So the, the whole point of that is nothing monumental. Obviously, there's the the full spec, uh, perfect spectrum, excuse me, in the in the Sotheby's auction. So I'm, I anticipate volume ticking up a, a ton uh, due to that sale. But overall, you know, it, there's it's a great great week in the sense that it's calm and it's setting in the in the foundation, the floor, in my opinion. Yep, and the floor seems to be thickening up a bit, which is nice to see as well here's a nice little fuzzy over here well awesome thanks for that update i'm going to talk uh super quickly about friendship bracelets friendship bracelets had 250 sales last week versus 207 the week before 40.3 ether in volume versus 37 so up a bit a floor price actually up 0.15 versus 0.13 and people may have forgotten i however did not because i love friendship bracelets uh, but not too long ago, we got it right actually below or right at 0.1 ether is the floor that seems to be perhaps where the floor will stick. Uh, and in terms of listings, you got to check this on blur, uh, 2289 listed about the same as 2274 last week. So friendship bracelets are doing really well, not bad for a free mint, I would say. And they are, they're holding up with the rest of the art market and continuing to have some pretty solid liquidity for folks. So uh, encouraged to see those signs. We'll be talking about them a bit later as well. Yeah, there's, there's a really good, uh, we'll talk about it later, but I mean, there's a couple of resistance points, but I mean, I'm really, really intrigued with where this goes because the charts are looking juicy in my opinion. They are. And I just, you know, we're talking about charts and prices and stuff. I just think they look really great too. I really do. I think, uh, it's just wonderfully done. Not bad for a free mint, I will say. A free mint with over 12,000 unique holders at that. So really cool project and a lot of fronts. We'll talk a little bit more about it later. Recapping some releases. First one that I wanted to talk about here was the Spaces Between Worlds. It was the most recent Braindrops release. Uh, mint price was 0.1, so quite affordable. Uh, but the floor, unfortunately, is 0.065. Now 17% listed, which is high. We like to see these get to 10 or below percent listed. Um, really interesting generative AI collages, uh, I think. But, you know, the market is just still not there for even a 0.1 mint. Uh, you know, I was, I was hoping to do a little bit better. It seems that some of the allure of brain drops has gone away as the AI hype has also gone away. Do you have any thoughts on this one, Jared? Not my particular cup of tea. Um, I, I think they're actually they're they're reminiscent of like some old like obey type art or you know like I I think they're really intriguing but a little little niche overall. But I think it's again this is about experimenting and throwing stuff out into the space and seeing, uh, you know, refining your artistic touch and and the collector base. I I again I'm not running to to pick them up, but I'm. It's not my aesthetic, but overall, I think, you know, this is a, it's just a sign of the times. 
100% agree. And I think it's interesting to see how collages work with AI. It makes me, as I look at it, I think, you know, collages kind of already seemed like they were AI, you know, the way that they are a, a mismatch of things that are, well, not mismatch, but a, I forget the word, a potpourri, let's use that word, of things. Uh, but let's go on to the next one. Uh, this this collection I thought was really cool, really low mint price. It's called Ecstasis by Grant Osterling. The mint price was 0.09 Ether. The floor is right about that. Um, good amount listed, but man, I just really like the way these looked. Uh, what are your thoughts on these, Jared? Do you have a chance to look at these? Yeah, I love these. I love seeing them come across um, the not only the sales feed, um, within Grailers, but just uh, everybody posting about them. I think some of these are like ridiculously brilliant. I mean, I love the 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 flow. It, it almost has like a a large type like subtlety to it, if that makes any sense. Like I just I really do enjoy the the color flow of it. I could see a a like a painter's palette with just you know some some sort of acrylic paint splattered on there and, and mixed together to to create these sort of things. So overall, I mean. I think it's beautiful. It's if you're collecting, the floor is ridiculously thick right around that mint price. So you know, I, I, I you know, there, I think there's opportunities to to get in on it. But you know, overall, I think they're they're beautiful. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, really beautiful work here. Congrats to Grant for this. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to to tracking these and and see how they do. Because uh, I agree with you. It gave me Lars Wander, how you see me vibes. Yeah, weren't too many. There's only a hundred and only hundred and eleven of them. So I mean, not um, not a ton of them out there. So I could literally see over time this thing going up. But it's definitely a long play if you decide to to look at them. For sure, for sure. Low price, long time horizon type of play. Uh, so there weren't too many uh, releases to go over, as you mentioned earlier. hasn't hasn't been a ton. All right, well, we were talking about it off screen, actually. Uh, but we did have some good action. Uh, I I wrote a thread. Sorry, shameless plug for my thread. Uh, but we had a a sale that was notable Fidenza for a couple of reasons. One, it was a big sale, 130 ETH, close to you know, over 250 thousand dollars, which is obviously a lot of money. Uh, Secondly, a rare Fidenza, only 26 of these with a black palette. And thirdly, it was bought by Alexis Ohanian, who, you know, is not completely Web3 native. He's uh, been affiliated work with Proof Collective uh, as well before, but it's a, it's a big name, I think, uh, to to be picking up a Fidenza. What, what did you think of this, Jared? Um, to me, it was a nothing burger. Uh, you know, it's just a, another person picking up a picking up one but obviously the it's around the enthusiasm of a um the fidenzas and just further propagating the the narrative right now that fidenzas are one of if not the the top generative art collections to collect i found it really interesting that it was bought with a wallet that had uh only five nfts total four of which were um uh pfps so that to me was an interesting signal uh, I, I read it as uh, the PFPs were really oriented towards maybe where his fund has put their money. I can't remember if they led the 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 proof, you know, funding, but you know he had a Moonbird, I think a Doodles, a Punk, and a uh, Bored Ape. So it was just an interesting signaling uh, when it came out, and then really went from a non wallet to public wallet with the the purchase of a Fidenza. So. Um, 
I think it's good. I think it's a good signaling. And again, it's just another data point about the the validation of digital art in the maybe more traditional space. But they 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 being Alexis and Serena, I think they own a bunch of punks and you know with tennis headbands and and some other things. So I don't think this is brand new. That's why I was surprised it was it was so well, um, you know, like champion because he's been buying nfts for a while i mean even held a proof pass for a long time i think he sold it because of the the funds investment so um but either way all eyes are are good eyes especially in light of uh you know such a big buy well i'll I'll tell you from my perspective why this is more bullish than it may seem uh because this is first of all like clear validation of art right it's not like he had a bunch of fidenzas before and sold them or even any art and as we know, the NFT world has been mostly dominated by PFPs for a long time, from pretty much from the start. Uh, CryptoPunks, you know, is it a PFP? Is it art? There's some ambiguity there. Obviously, hit some of those before, but nothing that was like purely unambiguously art, uh, which of course Fidenzas are. And the other thing I would say is to your point, like, yeah, he has invested in a lot of those other uh, collections, right? Uh, doodles, Moonbirds, et cetera. But he didn't invest in Fidenzas. There's, there's nothing to invest in. Uh, unless, you know, he recently invested in art blocks that, I, that I'm not aware of. But then again, you know, Fidenzas are not the same as art blocks. And the third thing I will say, which is a bit of a stretch, I will admit, is that you need these high profile buys early on. People like scooping up blue chips in order to take the market to the next level, to signal to the market that something has changed. And we haven't seen something like this in a long time, in over a year, where there's a big high-profile purchase from a big high-profile person. So I, I think that uh, agnostic of who that person is uh, certainly helps with, you know, melting the ice cube, so to speak, and uh, or what's the analogy of how you don't see the ice cube melting internally until it fully melts type of deal. Um, to me, it's just chipping away at the bear market and the negative sentiment around the art market. So that, those are my storylines out of it. Obviously, these are in my head. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he's got a big Twitter following and bringing a lot of eyes onto it. Like the the Twitter post that he had had a lot of impressions. So, like, I get that. I also think if you're just looking for high profile people, I mean, you know, the the last Sotheby's auction for a million dollars was to a billionaire. Like, I don't know if it's public to who it is, but I mean, people are gobbling these things up. To me, that's just like jumping on a, a trend or you know being advised uh, accordingly so yeah uh, but uh, you know being a billionaire doesn't make you high profile right so that, being married to serena williams makes you high profile right that's like a globally recognized athlete uh who is not a billionaire i would guess so anyways well, I hear what you're the founder of reddit right like let's not discount like his own accomplishments they're, they're both very notable in yes. their own right for sure for sure um well and you know notable things coming up that everyone's been talking about uh, the Sotheby's auction. So we alluded to this a little bit. I'll, I'll just kick this off. Um, there's been a lot of hype around this. I wrote a big thread here about the top art collections, or sorry, the top art pieces in here that are going to be sold. There are a lot of pieces. Uh, and, you know, you and I were talking off camera. We don't think any of these go under the radar. So to, or how should I put this? I don't think any of these go undervalued in that auction hype, but you know, Jared, you're a fund manager. You talk to a lot of people who are also fund managers or wealthy. And I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on, are there so many pieces in this auction? There are 37 for sale. I would argue these 
20 or so that I put up here are, are the big ones from the art side. Um, do you think that all of these catch a bid? Like, is there enough money that's going to be at this auction ready to reasonably purchase all of these pieces? Or do you think some of them end up just falling by the wayside because everyone's focused on the goose and, you know, if they don't get the goose, they don't want anything else. I'm going to actually quote a very intelligent person that I know named Aston Cloud. You brought it up. I think that like when, you know, the, I think Sotheby's did this perfectly. When Sothe when the goose goes as one of the first pieces, you're going to get a lot of FOMO. There's going to be at least one person who didn't get it, right? Probably a lot more. It's going to create FOMO for maybe uh, the consolation prize. So I think it definitely drives um, interest in there. To answer your question directly, do I think there's enough money? Yes, I do. Uh, there's a lot of people with a lot of money on the sidelines waiting for the liquidation of a lot of 3AC stuff. I'm hoping that this is that proverbial, you know, ball being held underwater and some of the pressure being released when the the anxiety of not being able to get the goose is um, is there. So, uh, I, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Do you, there one last question for you on this. What is your favorite piece out of these? Of all the ones, forgetting about price and valuation, like if, if you could get gifted one of these and you could never sell it, which one would you want? Wow. Uh, man, how about that for a great question and throwing me for a loop? The the squiggle enthusiast in me wants the perfect spectrum because there's only 22 of them. But if I'm being honest, I would probably want the autoglyph just because it's such a piece of history um, there. I mean, I'm not kidding. A couple people have come to me seeing if I can help facilitate an autoglyph buy prior to this, uh, prior to the sale. So I think it's getting a lot of attention. I think you're going to see autoglyphs uh, become extremely illiquid and getting locked up and in, in illiquid in a good way. So I, I would generically want a, the, 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 the squiggle maxi in me wants to say perfect spectrum because of what it is and its limited nature. But if I couldn't sell anything, it would be an autoglyph for sure. Yeah. I think I would, I would go for one of the Fidenzas. I think maybe this one, 216. I just love these spiral Fidenzas. Yeah. I, I'm like a sucker for the spirals. I know they haven't been going as much as the micros for as much as the micros, but I love that. The other one that I really, really like as I was doing this research, I like this Fidenza and 817. The I call it the mustache. I really like it. I don't know why. It just feels playful and fun. Um, obviously, I love Goose those looks picks. great. I, I'm with you. I would rather have a spiral over a, a micro any day of the week. Uh, I just think that the it when you think flow field, you think spiral. I mean, I hate to say it. Like, it's just it, to me, it's the epitome of a, a flow field. But yeah, that mustache is actually pretty funny. I never saw it until you see it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's move on to some great art at great prices. I want to call out generative architecture. This is a verse release that's happening right now. Uh, there's a lot of artists here. I think a lot of them have art that's all pretty much at a great price. Sometimes you're going to see a ridiculous floor price, but uh, these were just selling and folks have listed them high. They will come down. Almost all these were below $500. And uh, yeah, it's just just a really, really great art. Here is one that the auction is just starting today from Eric Swan. It'll probably be over by the time this episode is released, by the time you're able to view it. But just love it. And I, I know one of your favorites is here, Jared, Studio Yorktown. Studio Yorktown, man. I love it. Uh, and we're 
you know, this is the commitment we have to the community where we're sitting here recording and I'm not able to put my bids in. So I'm going to be the sucker who buys it all on secondary. Well, that's okay. You're supporting that. Oh, wow. These are, I should have previewed these. These are really good. Yeah, they're really good. They're actually really good. Amazing. Um, the next one that I wanted to call out, which Jared, you're probably a little more familiar than I am, was uh, this is one of the proof releases cathedral studies by edg eric de julie hope you hope i said that right yeah um, i think there's a real opportunity here for gen art collectors the the to give you the background on it is anybody who had a uh diamond nested moonbird was able to claim a mint ticket and um a lot of them went to editions that's where you know you saw the the oxdgb the beeple that got a lot of attention but also in the mix was, um, you know, because you got to be able to find 10,000 pieces for the 10,000 moonbirds. And EDG did this project as part of a, a generative option and alternate to it. Yeah, and it's beautiful, wonderful art with motion, a art blocks curated top artist sitting at a 0.089 ether floor. And the floor is thin, but it's it's under $500 for a while. At least 10 of these pieces are on uh, price of ethereum is fluctuating so much that i can't get, tell you the exact number probably 15 of them under 500 bucks or close to that so really great art there that i wanted to highlight i think something to note is that you can still get a diamond exhibition mint pass and mint these but the proof team has alluded to the fact that at some point there's going to be a line in the sand where you won't be able to so even though it shows as 386 items i believe it's a, a larger set overall um and in the in the process you know, I don't know how much the mint passes are going for, but see, there you go. You know, a little bit of alpha here, go buy, uh, buy it for less. Then you get to mint your own one. And I think that's part of the re the reason why this is actually being held down a little bit. I mean, you have to pay gas a couple of times, but you know, overall, uh, the, you can buy this mint pass, mint the EDG on the proof website, and then be able to, you know, if you, if you don't see one you like on the floor, be able to roll the dice and potentially get one yourself. But I mean, I'm glad you brought this up because it's something that I had been thinking about for some time when this, I really do feel like once the, the line in the sand is drawn, you know, there'll be a lot of attention and flood to to the pieces because it's a great project. Agree. Agree. Um, another project that you and I both love and both hold, Aiva by Schwenbilder. And Schwenbilder actually, so it's a long story, but had some issues with his local government. I believe he's in Latvia. Uh, but is coming out with a new project in about a month. And Aiva, the other reason I thought of it, other than the fact that the floor price is, actually it's up a bit, about 0.35 ETH, so just barely hitting our great art at great prices, uh, is these are kind of uh, reminiscent of ringers. And so, you know, most of us cannot drop 40 Ether and who knows what the price is after the goose, but wanted to bring this up as is some great art at great prices. Yeah, and, and I think what you're seeing about I'm I'm really talkative today, but what you're starting to see, um, in my opinion, is a lot of great pieces. I mean, there's a micro close to the floor. You know, you and I know that there's only 10 two by two pieces in the grid. So, um, you know, the, those are pieces that were carrying a huge premium and now they're, uh, they're accessible. Yep. Absolutely. You want to talk about rooted? Yeah, this, so I'm glad I clicked refresh. I almost thought about buying a couple of mint passes last night. Uh, this was supposed to be a 120 piece uh, collection. And then all of a sudden 
they apparently it didn't get minted out and they capped it at 84 pieces so overall man i i this just went from like a holy cow to an oh my god but in 80 mj lindau is amazing i think this is a, a beautiful progression of their um their art and you know the fact that now that there's only 84 pieces is makes it even more attractive i i mean for with with tez being so cheap it, this is an incredible opportunity Right. And there's probably some some tickets that could be claimed at, at some point uh, in that whole system. But I agree. Uh, and I think something happened, Jared, where they had to pause the mint. Maybe it was the AWS issue that happened. I don't know. But like, I mean, look, these mints were at 150 Tezos. So it's essentially a floor for, for the couple that are listed. Yeah, it, it, it was incredible to like I was I've, I almost bought a couple of tickets last night, but got distracted now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's do some upcoming drops here. The first one I wanted to call out, this is part of a solo exhibition with Verse and uh, Andreas Giesen, Geisen, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and C.D. Benetti, they work together. Uh, Andreas has some amazing work on Tezos, uh, but what is really cool, in my opinion, about this work is that it all has motion. And he's got, a, they have a number of pieces coming out, uh, but this one is one that I really enjoyed in particular. Uh, it's coming out July 6th, although the exhibition, solo exhibition starts on, I believe, the 27th of June. And the next one I wanted to talk about real quick. So this is Kate Voss Gallery. They have some fantastic design, really, really um, creative folks there. But Ivana Tao, who's a well-known AI artist, has a release June 17th, 2 p.m. Eastern, and it is called Machine Hearted. Here you go. Ivana Tao, and there's some previews here. I believe it is so it's a starting price 0.48 uh, Dutch auction, resting price 0.24. Interesting, it's a lower spread than I thought it would be, uh, and 101 pieces. So, some cool art here that I'm excited to see all the outputs for, but you can get some previews up on the screen. Let's talk about some of our favorite artists. You want to start with TLP? Yeah, Thomas Lynn Peterson, also known as TLP or Thomas P85, great artist, great collector, probably has, if not the most, one of the most iconic memories. When I saw the sale, I thought he was crazy and it's aged extremely well with the, the lion, but a brilliant eye. Um, his, I think that what's on screen right now, those pulp pieces is something I was actually scrolling through, uh, ironically, last night. Um, I just think that the the diversity and his commitment to it uh, plug for collector's corner podcast the first artist we ever had on reviewing their own That's project right. in screens uh an extremely committed community member an extremely committed artist uh, loves giving back through his collection but thomas is um an amazing artist and i think that one of the things that i'm fascinated with is screens uh, i hold a couple full disclosure but you know just scrolling through it you know, there's a, a an amazing opportunity to get some brilliant palettes right now while it's flying under the radar at really attractive prices. Floor standing out. I could see a lot of uh, a lot of potential here, a lot of funds as you have up on screen, have collected the space or collected the art. But overall, if you're making a, a bet on the space and art, it's amazing art. If you're making a bet on the person, I can't think of uh, really a, a better person. You know, I think he's top five within the the community. So overall just an amazing individual with consistently great art 100 agree the next artist i want to talk about here is, is peter pasma peter is also an artbox curated artist 
and he is just incredibly creative. I mean, he does a lot of work on FX hash on the Tezo side, as well as just for the art community. And uh, as you can see here, he's constantly retweeting just amazing artists supporting them. He has that collection Universal Ray Hatcher, which I still think is brilliant. Probably the the most brilliant FX hash params project that I've seen. And he also started January, where uh, Jen is in generative art. Uh, January, where artists will have a prompt every day of January, and they will have to come up with some art that follows that prompt, such as you know strings on a peg or glitch art or whatever it might be. And so he's really seemed to have motivated the community and rallied them together, uh, the community of artists. And here we go. Here's a universal Ray Hatcher. So just like incredibly creative and I think uh, under the radar. So I wanted to highlight him as well. All right. Last one, art to watch, our friends, friendship bracelets. So I'm just going to do a little primer for folks who don't know. We talked about this collection, well, we talk about it every week, but this was a gift to anybody who held an art blocks piece. They got two of these for free mint back in October. There were 72,000 eligible folks, 38,500 were minted. The art blocks team holds a few hundreds of the, a few hundred of these that they're going to give out at various times. The way that Snowfro has also done with squiggles, 12,000 unique owners, uh, which is 32%, 32% is reasonable. 12,000 is a lot bigger than any other collection. Unlike any other art collection, the art has motion. I think the art is beautiful. And, uh, you know, there's some color palettes too, as well. So there's some rarities associated with it. We won't get into all those details, but it just feels like they're holding up, man. Like for a collection that could easily have been a throwaway, the community has continued to enjoy and like these. You and I are both holders. A lot of people are 12,000, but it just feels like it's not going away and it's slowly getting better. You were talking a bit about the charts, but I'll, I'll stop now and then let you talk whatever you'd like about friendship bracelets, Jared. My observation, in full disclosure, my funds bags are oriented towards uh, a lot of friendship bracelets, so take this with a grain of salt, but the charts seem to be putting in higher lows. I'm looking forward to them going up. There are some buy resistance at 17 point, or 17, point set 0.175 ETH, and then also around 0.2, but you know, once you break through those particular points, it's like really off to the races. I mean, we've seen these these influxes of you know attention into the space for friendship bracelets um and see hundreds of sales in a day i mean i'm looking on article i get it doesn't count for blur but 165 sales until it until the doubling of the floor you know that 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 to me is an incredible uh it, it's showing a thing out floor i'd love to see a little bit more volume come into it but when you look at the chart uh you know it just Put in a, a higher low. I'm hoping that that stays and you're able to break through that 0.2 uh, price point. Um, but you know, I think that once you're seeing it holding, I mean, it's it's you're seeing people like Bob Lucas come in, put in uh, bids for like 45 pieces at 0.2. You know, the floor is essentially getting supported with the, these large uh, accumulation, and I think as it creeps up towards that point too. The the named palettes in particular become a relatively amazing value. I've recently picked up a ton of named palettes. I plan on probably going after uh, a couple more. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the top holder or in the top two of the holder for two particular palettes. So obviously I'm biased here, but it's something that I'm watching is not only in the floor um, 
but you know for those who are looking to to churn uh, and grind out some profits uh, you know there's a there could be again not financial advice uh, an opportunity here if you're willing to hold for a little bit yeah and the only thing I'll add is what's not shown in this chart is these 165 sales are what maybe like 20 ether uh, my, my math's probably a little bit off it's it's not a lot of ether it's not a lot of actual money to get up to here is my point because these things are so cheap they're 0.15 ETH each so yeah and, and what i'm seeing the thing that gives me a lot of optimism is one of the whales uh, whose wallet's named leslie uh, was dumping into the floor a lot and they're kind of holding up that 0.175 and 0.2 so once you break through that there's not a lot of sellers i mean granted people will come in but you know, this individual is unloading their bags uh, at a substantial loss. And I think that just presents a good opportunity for anybody who's willing to accumulate. Uh, I don't, see, I just don't see a lot of, um, I, I don't see a lot of sellers coming in uh, and, and it's giving me a lot of conviction to see somebody dumping into that, that floor and the marketplace just gobbling them up. So I'm excited. Yeah. Looks like eight, eight, nine, two vault may have been a, beneficiary of some of Leslie's sales. Leslie has sold 255 in the last month and the floor price has gone up to your point. So it's uh, it's really absorbed it well. Well, that's that's our show today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Please give us some feedback. Please let us know how we can keep making this better for you. We appreciate it. Sorry if we rambled a bit today. We're both tired. We're both grinding to help you Dude, all. I, I, was, I was a little wordy today. I, I know it's, it's funny. I was just, uh, we were commenting about that earlier and, and here I fell into it. I just, it's an exciting time, man. Uh, so, so give us a like and a follow, subscribe, do everything that you need to do to support Collector's Corner. We're out here doing the good work and P is trying to develop something absolutely amazing. So help us out. That's all right. Thank you, friends. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.